Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks with Tam and Renee. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. And welcome back, NASCAR fans. Welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with Tam and Renee. I am Renee and she is Tam. Hey, hey, hey. And Tam is back. Tam is back on U.S. soil. She's back from uh, her overseas trip in Europe. I can't wait to hear all about it, Tam, and I'm sure she's going to tell us all about it. Renee, of course I'm going to tell everyone about my fabulous trip. As you guys know, I was bouncing around in Spain for about two weeks. I went from Los Angeles over to Barcelona. From Barcelona, I jumped over to Ibiza, and from Ibiza, I jumped over to Madrid. While I was in Madrid, I had so many plans to go see all these fabulous little cities surrounding Madrid, but I'm going to tell you the honest truth. By the eighth day, I was over it, and as they say, on the seventh day, you must rest, so I was on my eighth or ninth day by the time I got to Madrid, and I was like, I need to rest. Once I got to Madrid, I only went over to Toledo, which is Roughly a bus ride out of Madrid probably took all of 45 minutes. I actually took the train back and I think the train got me back into Madrid in 30 minutes. But so the highlight of my trip obviously was a pizza. As you guys know, I went over there to see this DJ by the name of Black Coffee. He was everything. He lived up to the hype. He was well worth the money that I spent because I think I spent about $75 to go see him. I mean, hey, I don't care if you like country, rock and roll, hip hop or R&B. This guy plays an amazing South African house set that I don't care. Even if you don't have rhythm, you find yourself having your body just kind of move according to the beat. Another highlight of my trip was I met the most amazing mother and daughter who was traveling together. They were so funny. I mean, I will tell you, as we always use the word lit, the mom was a little bit more lit than the, the daughter. But nonetheless, they were both cool. Uh, we hung out. They took me to some beach that was crazy kind of outside of the city of Ibiza. If you guys don't know, Ibiza is an island and there's various parts of the island, but you can take boats to other islands that are nearby. So they took me over to a part of the main island, but it was like some crazy beach that was up a hill, down a hill, around a cliff, down a cliff. I mean, the beach was pretty much covered in sand and rocks, but more rocks than sand, but it was well worth the drive to get there. So that was my trip. I can go on and on, but I know you guys want to jump into some NASCAR talk. But I will tell you, if you want to see some fabulous photos from my trip, make sure to head over to my Instagram account at I am sincerely Tam. So let's jump right back into some NASCAR, Renee. I'm not sure what you guys do when there's not a race going on on the weekend, but as of right now, I totally consume myself into all this Olympic stuff going on. And I, I mean, I was watching everything. I was watching swimming, the the beach volleyball, the soccer. Uh, and normally I would, I would watch baseball or whatever sport is on because I'm a huge baseball fan and uh, a huge sports fan in general. So usually that's what I'll do. I'll watch something else. But I don't know what you guys do, Tam. I'm not even sure, sure what you do. But what did you do since there was no race on this weekend? I was still in Europe, so I can't really add much to that. Did you get to watch some of the Olympic stuff? 
Renee, if you can believe this, I have not seen any of the Olympic Games. I saw some of the opening ceremony briefly in my hotel room a couple of weeks ago, but I have yet to see a Olympic event. I'm kind of aware of what's going on because obviously I read the news and I've been on social media, but I've not actually seen anything. And that's unlike me because by now I would have at least watched some of the track and field events. I grew up running track and I played basketball. Can't really say that I'm into basketball like I used to be when I was younger, but I'm definitely, you know, I, I like to keep up with the track and field event. What I did see was the girl falling across the finish line. That was kind of interesting. I guess, hey, you know, it worked for her. She took home the gold. I personally think she tripped, but obviously some people think she just failed just to win. I don't know. What do you guys think? So this weekend's race in Darlington is uh, going to be the Southern 500 throwback weekend. There's going to be a lot of throwback schemes and stuff like that, which I think is really, really cool. As a matter of fact, uh, Matt Kenseth bringing back the Tide brand and uh, it was unveiled. And, and I'm going to be honest with you, I think it looks fantastic. I love to see that Tide scheme on a car. When you see Tide, that just reeks of NASCAR. To me, that is NASCAR. When you see the old Tide brand all over a car, it, I think it's pretty awesome. I, I think it's going to look awesome as well. Oh my God, our OMG, as the young people say, Renee, I love the new Tide throwback paint scheme. And I'm happy to see that Matt Kenseth is in the car. It would be great to see Dale Jr. behind the wheel of the tie car. It kind of gives you a little bit of nostalgic, but Matt Kenseth is the best to be behind the tie car. The press conference, if you guys haven't seen, we posted the video on our Instagram. Oh, one thing I should share with you guys, I have a really neat story about hanging out with Daryl Waltrip. You know what? I'm not even going to tell you guys about it on the podcast. Just make sure you go to our Instagram account because I will be posting that photo later in the week and pretty much telling the entire story about me hanging out with Daryl Waltrip at his shop and him talking about his Tide car and just explaining to us how he actually had the first car that was wrapped. Back in his era, they used to actually paint the cars, but he drove the first car that was wrapped. And I thought what was kind of cool too, is that it's not just Tide, it's the new updated Tide. It's Tide Pods, because that's what they use now. It's pods. Everything is pods now. It's not a bar of soap. It's not the uh, it's not the powder with the little cup in there anymore. It's all pods. I thought that was actually kind of cool. And um, Jamie McMurray is going to be sporting the Mac Tonight scheme. And why not? It's a night race. So why not sport the McDonald's Mac Tonight scheme? I think it's fitting for him. It actually matches his personality really well. He has that Mac Knight. I'll get in that ass personality. I don't know. It's just something about Jamie McMurray. Personally, I wouldn't want to see that guy in a bad mood at a bar. I'm going the other way. I have not eaten McDonald's in possibly about seven years. That was when I was in Japan. And I've been to Japan many times since then. But this particular time I was in Japan and my friend convinced me to try the prong sandwich. And for you guys that aren't that sophisticated, because I can tell you, I didn't really know it was a difference between prongs and shrimp. Because in America, we call it shrimp, even if it's prongs. But this shrimp sandwich was amazing. Prior to that, I had not eaten McDonald's in at least 10 years, if not longer. I'm just not a fan of McDonald's. I don't like salt, so I don't like their fries. And let me explain that. I like salt, but I don't ever recall in my entire life sprinkling salt on my food for more taste. 
If it doesn't have the taste, then I'm not going to eat it. But in any event, that has nothing to do with NASCAR. So getting back to the paint schemes, I love all the paint schemes. That car is going to look awesome at night under the lights, just going around on that track. Bubba Wallace is also going to be sporting the old school Folgers kind of scheme. Me personally, I think this is kind of like a an ugly type of scheme. So what are you trying to say, Renee? Now be careful because you know I that's my guy. You know, I love me some Bubba Wallace. I cannot wait till Bubba gets into Cup Series. Something about that Folgers color, that also spells NASCAR. Uh, you know, I mean, it's Folgers, the Tide, all of the stuff that you used to see on NASCAR stock cars while they were driving during these races. Uh, you know, that is throwback to me as well. And, and I can't wait to see all these cars on the track this weekend. As a matter of fact, I think I'm going to drink Folgers and wash my clothes in Tide this this weekend. And I think I might even watch the race eating McDonald's. So I think that's what I'm going to I don't know about you guys, but that's what I'm going to do. Drink Folgers and wash your clothes in Tide. First and foremost, do they even still make Folgers? My grandmother used to drink Folgers. I vaguely remember some commercial about Folgers Cup. Okay, yeah, we know I can't sing. Maybe I'll find the commercial and post it. Hopefully it's on YouTube. I mean, YouTube has everything. As far as Tide, Renee, do you even wash your clothes? I will tell you guys, I use Tide, but I also use the Target brand. Now, a friend of mine who's actually a huge NASCAR fan told me years ago, and I don't know how he knows this, but he told me that the Target brand was actually the same as the Tide brand. Now, I don't think all of it, but I use the free and clear by Target. As someone who uses both Tide and Target, I can tell you I don't really see a difference. So maybe my friend was right in that they are the same. Nonetheless, I'm not sure how I got on a whole thing about Tide versus the Target brand, but hit us up on our Instagram and Twitter and let us know what you guys think of the new paint schemes. So where is Tony Stewart's helmet that he threw at Matt Kenseth back in 2012? <laughs> he wants it back. At first, he said he didn't want it back. At first, he said he didn't he didn't even care about it. But he's kind of changed his tune a little bit. He's even said more than this is that he knows where the helmet is. It's not like he doesn't know where the helmet is. He knows who has it. He knows where it is. And he wants it back after he's done with the whole racing thing and he retires. I think he might even try to pursue it a little bit more, trying to get that helmet back. And if you recall, the helmet was thrown back in 2012, where him and Kenseth obviously had a, a run-in. And uh, as uh, Kenseth passes by, he uh, throws his helmet directly into the car of Matt Kenseth, which was actually a pretty good throw. I don't know if he used to play baseball or not, but he used two hands, which is totally cool. I think he uh, proved his point. He just wanted to hit Matt Kenseth's car to begin with. Tony, Tony, Tony. There's not much that we can say about that iconic, and yes, I'm using the word iconic, piece of vintage NASCAR when Tony threw his helmet at Matt Kenseth. Most NASCAR fans, aside from the incident that happened a couple of years ago that we don't talk about on this show in regards to Tony, that is what Tony is known for, which is throwing that helmet. I'm sure if you went to YouTube, it is probably one of the most viewed pieces of footage in regards to Tony Stewart and NASCAR. That was replayed millions of times on various programs on YouTube. That's what Tony is remembered for. I honestly 
For non-NASCAR fans who don't know he's won a couple of championships, they know Tony for throwing his helmet. Tony's a hothead. That's what Tony does. Although we've been seeing a softer side of Tony in his later years, that's the Tony Stewart that we all fell in love with. Tony's passion, and that was pure passion when he threw the helmet. Clearly it was anger, but a lot of that was passion. Tony Stewart's passion is why most people love that guy. Speaking on it, if I had a team, Tony would be on my team. If I was a driver, I would want to drive for Tony's team. You can't ask for a guy who's more passionate about the sport. Hey, I got a question for you, Renee. If you were building a super team of current drivers, not old school drivers or drivers who drove in the past, but drivers that are actually racing today. And yeah, you can include Jeff because at this point, we don't know how much longer Jeff is going to be behind the wheel. Who would be the top five drivers that you would put on your team? If I had to pick a super team and I had to pick five drivers, I'm going to go with right off the bat. I'm going Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart, Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski, and I'm even going to throw in Kyle Busch in there. And gosh, man, you know, it's, it's almost like you got to go, you got to leave somebody out. And you almost tell yourself, how do you not put Jimmy Johnson in there? Because you know what? If I had to take one driver out, I think I would take out Brad Keselowski and replace him with Jimmy. You, you know what? I am going to do that. I'm going to take Brad Keselowski out and I'm going to replace him with Jimmy Johnson. I cannot leave Jimmy Johnson out. Uh, Jimmy Johnson has done way too much. And I think he's just so much more of a superior driver than Brad Keselowski. And that's not saying, and I know Jimmy Johnson has not had a great year, but I mean, let's just look at his, his overall record and compare it to Brad Keselowski. It doesn't even match up. I can't leave the 48 car outside that top five. I got to put him in there. So that's what I'm going to go with. So that's who I'm going with. This is going to be my top five. I'm going Kevin Harvick, Jimmy Johnson, Kyle Busch, Tony Stewart, and Jeff Gordon. That's it. Well, I'll tell you this, Renee, we have a few drivers that we agree upon that we have in common that would definitely be on my team. So without further ado, my super team, my top five drivers, current drivers, that if I was a team owner and I was building a team today, clearly, because Tony's still racing, I would put Tony Stewart on my team. My other four drivers would be Bad Brad, I just really can't see how you can leave this guy off. He's already won a championship. He knows a lot about cars. He's quirky, but the guy is smart and he races with passion and he will run your mama off the road. So why not add him to your team? My other three drivers would be Jimmy Johnson, Mr. Six Time. Like Renee said, he's having a slump, but how can you not have Mr. Six Time on your team? Of course, I'm going to go with Rowdy Kyle Busch. He just, he's coming off a championship and I think this guy has a few more championships left in him to win. So definitely adding Kyle Busch to my team. And the other person I'm going to add to my team is Kevin Harvick because Kevin Harvick also has a championship. Just to recap, I have Tony Stewart. I have Bad Brad Keselowski. Jimmy Johnson, Kevin Harvick, and Kyle Busch. And all five of those guys, have won a championship. Okay, so here's an interesting question. Fans have demanded that they want more road courses, and NASCAR knows this, and they're, they're trying to address it in any way they can. Now, I know Tam doesn't like road courses in general, if I'm not mistaken. I know she's probably said that several times before that I can remember. Renee, your memory serves you correct. No, I'm not a fan of road courses. 
I don't mind road courses. I, I don't mind them at all. And it's not that I don't like them. I prefer just regular track racing, but I don't mind road courses in general just because I, I think it brings a little diversity to the sport. And, and obviously fans like it and fans have been wanting more road courses. So it's, it's not like it's a, it's a horrible thing, but it's like, well, what's the answer? What kind of road course do they bring? Where do they bring the road courses? Uh, how do they mix this all in? I don't personally know how to answer this particular question. But I, I know a lot of fans were saying that, you know, maybe they could just bring a road course to the Indy track in Indianapolis. And uh, you know what? And it seems to be a hot topic. Well, as I stated earlier, I'm not a fan of road courses. I don't terribly mind them. I just don't like them. I don't know. Can you not terribly mind them and not like them? In regards to Indianapolis and this big push for that to be a road course, to me, Indianapolis is iconic. Even IndyCar runs around the circle when they're there for the Indy 500. They're not doing any type of road course. So I say leave Indy as it is. If you must add a road course, find another track, but not Indy. This is just my opinion and Renee shared his, but we want to know what you think. If you have an opinion on this, hit us up at Turns No Breaks on Instagram and Twitter and let us know what you think. Should there be another road course or shouldn't there? In fact, I think I'll add a poll to our Twitter account and then that way you guys can vote and let us know. NASCAR is also trying to ban burnouts. The banning of burnouts. You know, I don't, I don't know if this is a good, a good idea. You know, this is something that NASCAR fans have simply just become accustomed to seeing. Your favorite driver wins the race, do a burnout. It's something that I think fans like, and I think that they would hate it if NASCAR ban this. And obviously, if you don't know, NASCAR is thinking about banning burnouts because it's doing damage to the car. And when they do post-race inspection, apparently it's becoming a, a problem, some kind of an issue. I get it. I understand where NASCAR and the officials are coming from. But I think when you have a driver who wins a race and the crowd wants to see that burnout and if you want to change that i understand and i understand where you're going with that but i think it's i think it's a horrible idea i don't want to see this happen i don't want to see burnouts being banned because i personally love it when the drivers do the burnouts i think that's what nascar is about i think that gives nascar its uh um it's trademarked to a certain extent people recognize nascar with burnouts checkered flag burnouts and fast racing. That's NASCAR, at least in, in my opinion. I don't even know if I should comment on this. You already know how I feel about this particular topic. I just don't understand. You go through inspection pre-race. There is an official standing on pit roll. So every time you come in for a pit stop, there's an official right there checking. What does NASCAR think happens between pre-inspection and during the race? Like when does someone have time to make any modifications that are illegal? NASCAR is quickly becoming a no fun race league. Burnouts are a part of the race. That is what NASCAR is known for. That's what the fans like. So NASCAR, question for you. You're really gonna take away the burnout. That's all, I'm just saying, think about it. Fans are already on edge. Fans are already leaning over to not coming to the races. That's why the stands are empty. Fans are already tuning out and turning off the TV. So you want to take away the burnout. Hey, you know what? I don't run the league. In fact, going back to last episode and last week when the King asked the question, who's running NASCAR? It makes you think, 
Who's really running NASCAR? Who's making these kind of decisions that affect things like the burnout? Okay, that's all I'm going to say about that. You guys clearly know how I feel about the burnout. Okay, so let's go on to our fan comment of the week. This is a question comment combo. Oh, that's a tongue twister. This question comment combo comes from the NASCAR Reddit board. The question that was proposed was, why do we characterize NASCAR drivers, quote, the best, unquote, in the world? And that question was proposed by user Bending Marlin 69 on the NASCAR Reddit board. The one comment that I wanted to read, which I found to be interesting, hopefully you guys will as well, this comment came from Cowboy Josh 2010. And what he said was this, NASCAR's marketing labels them the best in the world, leading many fans to not question the claim and just roll with it. There is no objective way to define the best driver in the world. Even drivers who have successfully competed in multiple varied kinds of motorsports throughout their careers can't be held up on that pedestal because equipment, competitors, and even venues change from year to year. But American exceptionalism pops up in some interesting places. Our drivers kick ass, but best in the world, marketing. Hmm, that's very interesting. We can analyze this over and over. We can compare NASCAR to IndyCar, IndyCar to Formula One. There's so much that we can talk about. Me personally, I'm indifferent. I've had this conversation with many people across the world. As you guys know, I'm a NASCAR fan first, but I dibble and dabble in Formula One from time to time. What I would actually really like to get into a little bit more is Formula E. But with that being said, Formula One people think Formula One is the best and that their drivers are the best in the world. NASCAR drivers think their drivers are the best and that NASCAR is the end all to the be all sport. And of course, IndyCar fans think IndyCar is the end all to the be all. I'm a NASCAR fan, so of course I'm going to go with NASCAR, but you know, hey, let's look at it for what it is. It takes skill and precision to drive a NASCAR, an IndyCar, as well as a Formula One car. So the answer to that question is pretty much up to interpretation. Now, has NASCAR done an excellent job in marketing NASCAR? Of course they have. Like the commenter said, I guess it is marketing. Who knows? Renee, what do you think about that question? Well, Tim, I think that this is just basically a typical American answer and American attitude of why we always consider ourselves the best. Because we always want to consider ourselves the best in anything. Uh, and I don't know if it has anything to do with the Olympics going on and or anything like that. And, and I really don't even think it has anything to do with that in general. I just think that this is our attitude with everything that we do. We always want to be the best at whatever it is. And considering NASCAR drivers the best is no different. Now, Tam, you and I know, because we are uh, familiar with Formula One racing and stuff like that, uh, those drivers, they kick butt too. And there's some phenomenal drivers who drive those cars crazy. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing how good they are. I think sometimes NASCAR fans don't understand that. And maybe they don't know enough about Formula One racing or maybe uh, even some of the other racing that goes on. I think part of the attitude that we have as Americans that we always want to be the best at everything. And this is just no different. So let's leave it at that because we are Americans and 
regardless if we weren't who doesn't want to be the best okay so let's go into some predictions it's time for tam and renee's race predictions renee who you got okay at bristol here we go with predictions and this is going to uh, surprise tam this is going to surprise some of you listeners out there but i am going with tony stewart yes that is right i repeat myself tony stewart Smoke is going to win this race. I see this guy winning this race because I love the way that this guy has been racing lately. He has been racing with house money every week and it's like he's got nothing to lose. It's his last season and he's going out having so much fun. I personally love seeing this guy driving this way. It's amazing. I love the way that he's driving with this attitude of I'm just here to have fun and I like that. And I can totally see this guy winning this race this weekend. My dark horse, I see Kyle Busch as my dark horse. I can also see Kyle Busch going into victory lane. Uh, but I am going with Tony Stewart. And I, and Tam, I know that's going to blow your mind, but I totally going with smoke on this one. Wow. Tony Stewart. Hmm. I'm definitely not surprised because I agree with everything you said. He's just carefree. He's racing kind of like when he won the championship. I think that was in 2011. Now, what you will be surprised to know is Tony is not my pick. Yes, ladies love smoke. I love smoke. But for this week, I can't pick Tony. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if he won, but he's just not my pick. So you guys know the drill. I'm going to give you a little bit of history for Bristol. Let's look at the last five winners at Bristol over the last five years. Now, Bristol runs two races each year, one in roughly March, April, and then one in August. Our last five winners for the March-April race has been 2012, Brad Keselowski, 2013, Casey Kane, and 2014, Carl Edwards, 2015, Matt Kenseth, and 2016, Carl Edwards. For our 2012 race in August, we had Denny Hamlin. Our 2013 race in August was Matt Kenseth, Joy Logano in 2014, and Joy Logano again in 2015. Now, in regards to our Xfinity races at Bristol, I'm not going to give you the whole rundown, but I will drop some interesting facts on you. Do you know that Kyle Busch is an eight-time winner at Bristol in the Xfinity races? In fact, I'm going to do you one better. Both Kurt and Kyle Busch have each won at least five times at Bristol in the Cup Series. So if you see where I'm going with this, and if you already guessed it, you're right. Kyle Busch is definitely my pick. He's been a little rocky over the last couple of races, and I feel like that guy is right on the edge, and this is his time to shine. So my prediction for Bristol is Kyle Busch, and for my dark horse, I'm going to go with Matt Kenseth. I know you guys didn't see that coming, but yes, Kyle Busch is my prediction for Bristol, and Matt Kenseth is my dark horse. Okay, NASCAR fans, that is it for this week. We're on Instagram, Twitter. Our username is Turns No Breaks. The website is All Turns No Breaks. Again, the website is All Turns No Breaks. And that is it for us. Make sure to check us out. That's right. And you can also find us on personal social media. You can find Tam on her Twitter account. I am Sincerely Tam. And you can also find me on my Twitter my Instagram at it's Renee Garcia. So please hit us up. Please come back and let us know how we're doing. We love your feedback. 
And we'll see you next week on another episode of All Turns No Breaks. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in with Tam and Renee. 